Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Embracing Enough podcast. I've always said that one thing is for sure, it's that women and girls have some incredible stories to tell. And that's what we do here. We share our stories in the hope that it allows others to feel seen, to feel heard, and hopefully less alone. This is your host, Dina Skippa, founder of Enough Labs, and I am so excited that you're here. I'm an empowerment coach, gender equality advocate, motivational speaker, and a goal-crushing boss. And this show is your guide to all things confidence, mindset, growth, and resilience, all in the spirit of helping you to embrace how enough you truly are. Myself and some incredible guests will be coming to you each week to drop some gems. The goal is to offer you the space in creating a vision that supports you in your relationships, creating work-life balance, and be more aligned with your truth. Our mission is to help you do all of this while embracing how enough you already are and embodying the essence of joy, abundance, and permission every step of the way. Consider me your personal coach through these episodes and think of me as your confidant, your ally, and most importantly, your sister friend. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, gorgeous friends. We are back with another exciting episode of Embracing Enough, the podcast brought to you by Enough Labs. And I'm Dina, and back at you with a topic that I feel like I have been talking about for the last 30 years. (laughs) We're talking about this week, the real reason that we care about what others think. All right, I want to get right into it because I respect your time, all right? It's human nature to want to be liked and accepted, right? But often I find, and this is from personal experience and in conversations that I've had, is that this desire to be liked and accepted leads to people worrying way too much about what others are thinking about them. And I hear this all too similar story from virtually every woman that I speak to, from friends to clients to people I'm just wanting to learn a little bit more about. This experience of wanting to be liked shows up in virtually every space that we as women walk into. If you think about it, you carefully pick out what you're going to wear to the gym to make sure that you're going to look good in the eyes of other people at the gym. Or you may beat yourself up after meetings, running through every single thing that you said or didn't say, worried that maybe your coworkers will think that you're not smart enough or talented enough. Maybe you post only the best picture out of the 57 selfies that you took and then you add a flattering filter to get the most likes to prove to ourselves and everyone else that we're pretty and that we're likable. There it is, folks. We spend way too much time living in other people's heads. And all it does is have us judge ourselves more harshly. It makes us uncomfortable in our bodies. It makes us feel 
it makes us feel like apologetic for being ourselves. It forces us to live according to the perceptions of other people's standards or what we think other people are thinking. It's no secret. Approval from others is linked to giving a higher sense of self-esteem. We convince ourselves that recognition matters to our self-worth and how deeply we value ourselves. But even though seeking approval from others is inevitable, the problems that can pop up are damaging just depending on how far you go down that road. And I think it's one of these enduring social fallacies, this idea of what others think of us actually matters. And it's clear that this notion has evolutionary roots. I mean, it was a fierce sense uh, or desire to belong at, at the earliest stages of human creation and, and a way to protect ourselves. But it's shift from that survival instinct to it now being this ugh, social imperative, it's become one of our greatest obstacles to self-acceptance. And so when we're sitting here thinking about, you know, damn near obsessing about what other people are thinking about us, the outcome of all of this and what really interests me in this conversation is how does it make us feel? I'll offer some ideas that I have. I think when we think about what other people are thinking about us, it makes us feel inauthentic. It makes us feel anxious. It drives us into this pattern of judgment. It's feeling not good enough. It's feeling not likable enough. We're not smart enough. We're not pretty enough. We're not enough. Well, fuck that shit. I cannot even tell you how many times I have heard all of the different ways that women hold themselves back because of what they feel others are thinking. Take this podcast for a second. Now, I'm loving doing it. I feel like I get to come on every week and get to share a topic that I'm super passionate about. I could release a podcast episode and some people will hate what I have to say. Some will think I'm a fool. Maybe some people can't stand the sound of my voice. And yet others will love what I have to say. They'll think I'm funny, smart, eloquent. Some will completely understand what I have to say and try to apply it to their lives. And others will misinterpret my words. And every single one of these people gets the exact same me. I do my best on every single episode, but people's opinions are always going to vary about me and about this show. And that has nothing to do with me and everything to do with them. No matter what I do, some people will never like me. No matter what I do, some people will always like me. And you could be thinking, yeah, that's all well and good. That sounds nice. But how do I stop caring what other people think of me? Okay, I promise you I'll get there. <laughs> 
and and I think it's important to talk about some of the ways for how. But I but before I do, I want to really talk to you all about the real reason that I feel that women that women specifically care what others think of them. And then we'll jump into the how. Okay? Cool. So ugh, this whole experience of how women are conditioned at an early age to please other people. It's driven home by the families they're raised in, in the school environment, in the messages they receive through media. We are fundamentally taught to please other people in order to get that sense of validation. And I don't care where you come from. I have had this conversation with women across the world. I've been to over 30 countries and I've spoken with women in Africa, in Asia, in Latin America, in the Middle East, right here in the US. And there is a universal experience of women having this expectation placed upon them to make other people comfortable to make sure that they are pleasing to people in a variety of ways. And there's this inherent understanding in this social conditioning that if women don't, then they offer less value in the eyes of the world. Now consider men who are rewarded when they make other people happy, our culture just doesn't teach them to treat it like it's their job in quite the same way as it is for women. Culture teaches us really out in an outright way that we exist as women to please others. In the way that we're called out on the street to smile. In the way that we have to show up and present ourselves physically. And if you don't, there's this sense of questioning, dare I say worthlessness, which couldn't be further from the truth. And perhaps this is why women are less likely to feel good about themselves and about their bodies and more likely to be anxious than men. This constant pressure that we were socialized to believe and then grow up as adults to people please, it leaves you feeling like you're not good enough. And worse, worried that the next thing that you do won't be good enough either. It's a vicious cycle. In order to protect ourselves from the social punishment that's associated with not pleasing others, good God, what would happen? Women then learn to monitor their appearances and their actions constantly. It's exhausting. But as the case is with so many other things in our culture and society, and I don't need to tell you this, but women shouldn't be made to feel this way all the time. And it's up to us to change it. So in the interest of shedding some light, I want to talk about some of the subtle ways that women are taught that their value lies in the eyes of other people, in the approval of others, which sets into motion 
the obsession, I said it, like the obsession with thinking about what are other people thinking of me? Do they approve of my actions? Do they think I'm dumb? Do they think I'm smart? Do they think this? Do they think that? When you're taught to show up in the world that is, in a way that is pleasing to other people, you think, you take on that responsibility that everything falls on you. So think about it. There's three ways I want to talk to you today about these subtle ways that women have been conditioned to think that their value lies in the eyes of other people. Let's talk about being quote unquote beautiful. It starts from a young age. As a girl, you would hear other girls and women being criticized for say being ugly and fat. They, girls will hear, you know, praise for being beautiful and thin. And so there is this conditioning that is learned to make yourself fit these unrealistic standards of beauty through clothing, through makeup, through exercise, through dieting, just so you can be liked. And if you're unable to attain this quote unquote beauty ideal, well then you're reassured that someone out there will find you attractive. But rarely are girls ever told that it's okay for people not to. Now this isn't to say that there's anything wrong with enjoying fashion, makeup, working out, or particular foods. The point is that you don't have to use them if you don't want to. And where the argument or belief you know, really fuels that motivation as to why we're using them is what I find so problematic. All right, another way that we receive these subtle cues uh, to, to place greater importance in what people think about us is, is this obsession with being perfect. Who the hell said perfection was the standard? Rather than being told to embrace your imperfections, women are taught to fear that if they make mistakes, this could upset other people. Oh my God. So as a result, women will end up trying to do everything perfectly in hopes that people will like them which can lead to enormous anxiety. Think about it. When you're socialized early on, girls are taught in school to get the best grades, excel at everything that they do, because why? That's going to have them receive that favorable regard by the teacher, by the coach. And that manifests itself into when we join the workforce. We're trying to be pleasing to our supervisor. We're trying to make sure that we don't make mistakes so that we can be well regarded. And I think it is so damaging of how this standard for perfection is set off at such an early age. It's crippling. And then the third way, these subtle ways that women are taught to value how other people perceive them, sometimes in the way that we hold ourselves back or dare I say, dumb, them, dumb ourselves down. Oftentimes it's in the interest of a relationship, looking to impress a partner, not wanting to come across as too much, too much of whatever. Many women don't let themselves shine. And this could be in a relationship or even in friendships. 
because they're afraid it'll make other people feel inferior. And how ironic is it that women are taught to please others by being perfect, but they're also taught not to be too good at anything so that people aren't threatened by them. It is dizzying. And there's so many other ways. But like I said, I respect your time and we're gonna keep it short. <laughs> but I just think that it is so interesting when we're talking about the real reasons why we care about what other people think are actually planted in the most subtle and often invisible ways that we don't even come to terms with it until later on in life. This, this experience of like, I hate this prison that I'm, that I'm locked in because I'm obsessed with what other people think of me if they approve. So I'm always gonna give you some tips, but I wanna also caution you to, to remind yourself, to remember that this isn't in any way prescriptive. The way that you experience your own freedom gets to be determined by you. And I hope this helps, of course, but I think it's really important to, to, to latch on to the idea that you know what you need to do to let go of some of these things that we talk about each week. And when it comes to letting go of the chokehold that other people's opinions have on you, you get to decide what that looks like. But I'm gonna offer you a couple of ideas, hopefully to chew on, and maybe they'll help you you know, stop caring what others think of you. Should you happen to be someone who does get preoccupied with what others think? All right, number one, ground yourself in your values. I feel like when you know your top core values, it's like your freaking GPS. For years, I had virtually, I didn't have a clue as to what I truly valued. I felt lost all the time. I struggled to feel confident in my decisions. I questioned virtually everything I did. But the more I did work on my core values, it has had such a huge impact on me. So take for example, compassion. Compassion is a huge core value for me. Now when I find myself questioning certain decisions, say like in my professional life, because I'm worried I'm making a mistake or I'm gonna disappoint people, which is a huge trigger for me, I remind myself that compassion also means self-compassion. And I get to cut myself some, some slack. So if you value courage and perseverance and you show up at the gym, even though you're nervous and you're not rocking some Lululemon workout pants, you don't have to dwell on what other folks at the gym are thinking about you. You value courage and perseverance so you're showing up. It's all that matters. Say you value inner peace and you find yourself needing to say no to someone who's asking for your time and you're already overextended. Work, family obligations, other community stuff. You get to say no without feeling like this person is gonna judge you for being selfish. You value inner peace. So how you decide to move within the confines of that value is all that matters. 
When you know your core values, you will always be grounded in what's important to you and not what others think. That is your GPS, so remember it. All right, number two, remember that you have full ownership over your feelings. See, when we base our feelings on other people's opinions, we're allowing them to control our lives. You gotta ask yourself at some point, who's in charge here? So if someone ignores you, you feel bad. You may think, oh, she made me feel this way by ignoring me, but the truth is she has no control over how you feel. She ignored you and then you assigned meaning to that action. To you, that meant that you're not worth her time or you're not likable enough or cool enough. Then you felt sad or angry because of the meaning that you applied. You had an emotional reaction to your own thought. When we, when we give this ownership of our feelings to others, we're giving up control over our emotions. And I'm just gonna be honest, if, if you wanna change how other people's actions make you feel, all you need to do is change a thought. I, I know, it's, it's revolutionary. <laughs> this might take some work and some digging, I'm not trying to say it's easy, but once you're more aware of the thoughts, you get to challenge them, question them. Ask yourself if these thoughts are really grounded in reality. Nine times out of 10, they're not going to be. And once you realize that it's something that you've made up, your emotions get to follow. So remember that you have that full ownership over your feelings. All right, and the last sort of how-to tip, and it might be triggering. <laughs> I know it kind of is for me, but just know that you're doing your best. Did you have a mom that maybe like told you, or maybe she still tells you like, honey, you did the best that you could with what you had. I hated that saying. I, I loathed it. Oh my God, it, would, it, would, it was such a trigger. But it was mostly because I held these impossibly high standards of myself. And I always thought that I could have done better. So when I didn't meet those expectations, my inner bully would come out and hand it to me. And so I think when you have a parent or someone in your life who's just trying to remind you that you are doing your best and you are straight up rejecting that, you gotta ask yourself, do you enjoy cozying up to that inner bully? Do you enjoy holding yourself in that space where it's, it's the impossibly high standards or nothing else? I gotta tell you, I speak to clients of mine I speak to adolescent girls, and I think it, it hurts worse when I speak to adolescent girls who, who talk to me about that vicious cycle of that conversation, that inner dialogue, where they set these impossibly high expectations, they didn't reach it, and they immediately head on over to the kitchen to make a good old self-loathing sandwich. And it makes me ache, because I know what that feels like. And I'm not saying it doesn't make me ache when I hear it from women, but I think when I see it in this next generation, it makes me sad to think that the trajectory is just in play. We've spent so much of our lives kicking ourselves because we thought we said the wrong thing. 
because we showed up late, that we looked weird. And every single time, I can assure you, you did the best that you could. But if we consider it to be not enough because we think about, well, what are other people thinking? We're trapped. I'll say this about the doing your best argument. And this is where it really comes into play. When I see women counting themselves out, even before they've begun, because they've told themselves that their best isn't good enough, I often respond to them, how do you even know? We're so quick to spiral into that comparison saying, if it's not as good as someone out there doing it bigger and better then why try? One thing this whole entrepreneurship journey has taught me is that your best in this moment is better than not starting. That's a fact. One thing I have seen is that when I got to look back to where I've started, and I can appreciate that in that moment that was my best, my best has gotten even better. So there it is folks, I'm gonna give you three ways and hopefully that'll help in some way if you're someone who gets caught up in caring what others think of you. Ground yourself in your values, remember that you have full ownership over your feelings and know that you're doing your best. You know, a couple years ago, my sister actually offered me this like amazing little mantra that I always carry with me. And I've since seen that it's, you know, all over the internet, of course, with these quote cards. But she told me, please everyone, you'll please no one. Please yourself, please everyone. I think that we're all people pleasers to some extent. And that's okay. It's okay to want to be approved of because it's as natural as wanting food and shelter, but it's not a requirement. The people pleasing nature, if it gets to a certain point where it, it becomes a full blown obsession, it is a problem. It's, it's actually more than a problem. It's been actually you know, cited as the disease to please. And it's making women ill because you want everyone to like you, to love you. You dread disapproval and pleasing everyone seems to be the answer. The safe way to inoculate yourself against conflict and confrontation in relationships, whether it's family or friends or work. And as a result, you fail to speak up. You fail to say what's on your mind. You fail to allow yourself to be the real you. And a little part of you gets chipped away every single time. Let me tell you, trying to please everyone, it's a disease. But learning to be the real you, to stand up for yourself, to say no, that's the cure. So, if you've taken away anything from this conversation, I want to say not everyone's going to like or love the real you and that's okay. You can cope. I'm telling you, you are stronger than you think because when you stop seeking the approval of others, you'll find that you never needed it in the first place. All right. Until next week, my friends stay well.
Hey friend, thanks for listening. I know there are a ton of podcasts out there, so the fact that you check in with this conversation means the absolute world to me. So I hope that you will join us each week, every Thursday when a new episode drops, because really we're just here having a conversation, looking for new ways to test out how to show up as our confident, badass selves. Because when you think about it, it's all one big experiment, right? Your life can be the lab. You get to find your answer and what feels good for you. If you walk away from this podcast with one thing, let it be you feeling inspired. Inspired to take bold, empowered action on the things that really matter to you. So check the show notes and learn how you can stay more connected with all of the exciting things that Enough Labs is doing. And be sure to rate and review this podcast. You know I live for feedback. Because this podcast is just one of the many experiments that I am having a blast trying out with. And I'm just here to continue to remind you every week to never stop embracing how enough you already are. Thank you.